Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Made the right choice with Nick Gargiulo. You will see. James Kendall says, 
My MVP of the offensive line is the absence of Lead Shoes Satterfield. Going to keep going back to that well. He says, I choose to believe the offensive line stunk because Sat was pissing all over their talent by making the new math problems at the line of scrimmage. I do like the choice, though. Nick Gargiulo is a beast in person. Met him in Charleston. Maybe it was Sat. Maybe it was. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Ben DeRosa says, Ja'Kai Moore breakout year incoming. Cox by one says, may have to get a cigar for the Johnny Football Cinema presentation tonight. Yeah. Johnny Football. Untold Johnny Football now on Netflix. We'll be watching that later today. Really, really excited. Really looking forward to it. That's going to be an awesome, awesome documentary to tune into. Um, Let's see. 12 to 4 TDC tomorrow. I do not think so. Uh, Anyways. Always nice to tune in after a sim dub, Austin Gregory says. No doubt. Bruin Nation says, Dota getting reps at receiver Sellers QB2 this season. I would ask you this, Bruin Nation. Would you really want Lenora Sellers thrust in there as a true freshman? Like, like in, in significant, meaningful snaps? I know you're as high on him as anybody. You're drunk off that, off that Bruin Kool-Aid. But, like, do you really want Lenora Sellers thrown in there as a true freshman? Like, ideally... I'd like to see Lenora Sellers have some special packages, get mop-up duty, and that be it. Like, I, I I, just, we've seen young quarterbacks at South Carolina be anointed as the dude, and they get thrown in the fire early, and it backfires. So, I, I would, I would like to see Sellers be taken under Spencer Rattler's wing and just learn for a year. Learn. Learn what it takes to be an SEC quarterback. Here we go. Ethan K says, which offensive lineman is the most crucial for an effective offense, center, tackle, or guard? That's a great question. I would say center. I, I think center because, as I mentioned previously, he's the quarterback of the offensive line. But, I mean, they're all important. But I'd say it's center, then tackle, then guard. But who's the second highest paid player or sometimes even the highest paid player on an NFL roster? It's your left tackle. Because that's an invaluable piece. If you don't have your left tackle, can protect your quarterback's blind side, you don't have much of a shot. You, you really don't. You really don't. So they're all vitally important. Let's see. Ben Rosa says again, huge year incoming for Ja'Kai Moore. Bruin Nation, O-line is actually showing out so far in fall camp. Bruin Nation, I, I, dude, I, I take all of that with a grain of salt, man. Bruin Nation, everybody's showing out at every fall camp all across the country. I, I mean, am I wrong? Have you heard a coach come out and say, this unit stinks, that unit stinks, we're going to go win four or five games? I mean, I would be worried if we didn't feel optimistic that we were going to be a really good football team during fall camp. Bisbee, the O-line turned a corner the last three games just like Rattler. They were much better. They were much better. I'm not going to say it was great, but they were much, much better. I, I could live with that offensive line performance. We'll see. Lose three of five from that group coming into this year. Austin Gregory offensive line concerns are a tale as old as time itself for the Gamecocks. It, it really, really does feel that way. Braddock 843, what's going on, man? We're getting close. You're right. We're getting very, very, very close, Braddock, no doubt. Austin says, death, taxes, and sus offensive line play, having the toughest schedule, and... The OC being under pressure. <laughs> All of the above. Austin says Teasley's impact was certainly felt. It was. 
It was indeed. Austin Gregory watching or watch the Nichols injury live. My heart fell to the floor. Yeah, that was tough. That was really tough and really, really unfortunate. I'll say this too about the offensive line. Not to jump too far ahead and because we're going to talk a lot more about this when we talk tomorrow. Season will be successful if, and I'll give my overall grade as well. What's scary about the offensive line is this. Even if you feel really good about the starting five, you cannot argue the fact that depth's a concern. You cannot argue the fact that quality depth is a concern. I mean, we, we've heard Shane Beamer and Dowell Loggins speak on it on separate occasions. Like, your head coach and your, your, your offensive coordinator, they're not bringing this up for fun. The offensive line is a major question mark, a major concern. And so, again, I, I just quality depth. Like, you normally need eight, seven or eight at least offensive linemen that can rotate. I just wonder what the depth looks like. Because here's the thing. Let, let me play devil's advocate, by the way. I didn't do this earlier. Let me play devil's advocate with all these transfer portal guys. Because I know we're excited about Nick Gargiulo from Yale. We're excited about Jackson Hughes from Charlotte. We're excited about Nemanzel from Mercer. We're excited about Sidney Fugar from Western Illinois. But if and when South Carolina plays those teams, the Gamecocks played Charlotte last year. Most South Carolina fans, if not all, said, we should kill that team. We should crush this team. We should get a great pass rush. Their guys aren't very good. They're not nearly as good as our guys. And so now we feel like they come over and they're good enough to start for us? That's an interesting position to be in. I'll leave it at that. Let's jump to the full lines here. Call from John Edward. John Edward, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Hey, I was going through my Twitter, and I saw you put that thing out there about that UNC's, what, number one wide receiver. It, so – the way he waiver got denied, so he can't play the whole season, or like how's that? Like what's uh, going the, on there? Yeah, coming from Taylor Velop, uh, Vipolis, I believe is how you say his name, and this guy mm-hmm. is, I guess, on the beat for yeah, he's on the beat for UNC football uh, at Inside Carolina. He tweeted this major news for North Carolina: Tez Walker, uh, Tez Walker's waiver for immediate eligibility has been denied. UNC is trying to appeal the decision by the NCAA. Uh, this comes a day after Walker was named the Blitnikoff Award watch list. Uh, apparently, Matt Brown and North Carolina are hopeful with an appeal since Walker has only played at one school outside of Drake May. He's the best player on their offense. So, it's not a t- complete done deal that he will not play, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it'd be a big loss if he can't go. It'd be a big, big loss if he can't go. So that would be something along like if he do we if they don't get their appeal he would be able to play. That's a fact. Yes. The if, they, season. if they don't get the appeal, he he will not play. Yeah, at, at least the first game. Which like, I mean, that's all I really care about. So, <laughs> um, yeah, um, we we don't know why. Is it because he's been there a while, or like oh uh, the next few years? I, I I don't I don't know. They didn't really specify. Yeah, yeah, um, gotcha. Just, here you yeah. go. Walker didn't play at NC Central because the 2020 season was canceled due to COVID, then transferred to Kent State uh, 
Mac Brown says that Walker enrolled at North Carolina under immediate eligibility rules in January, and the eligibility rule changed two days later. So, uh, hmm. because they, they've done some shifting with the rules, you know, how often you can transfer or whatever. So, I don't know. They're going to obviously try to fight it and, and get his eligibility, but that would be that would definitely be a massive blow definitely. for sure. No, definitely. Yeah, I I just I saw that and wanted to tell you I was not a done deal. But if they don't, like you said, ball line lines, if you know if he can play, I'll say that he can play any game after week one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's yeah it'd be another, you know it, it'd be a tough blow and I mean it's coming out everywhere it looks like Florida State defensive tackle Daryl Jackson was not a hardship waiver to yeah. play for the Seminoles in 2023 so a couple of waivers are getting denied here um yeah so mm-hmm. a couple couple of guys are getting denied but either way I mean it, it'll it'll okay. it'll definitely you know it, it'll be interesting if he can't go um maybe it'll oh, make yeah. it a little bit easier on South Carolina slowing down Drake May and uh yeah so We'll talk more about it, obviously, right, as we yeah. get closer to the game and everything. But uh, yeah. that, that'd be big if he can't play. Definitely. All right. Uh, I'll get out of here. Go ahead and get out of here because I know it's a shorter sh- – sorry, a shorter show today. Try saying that uh, today. Um, uh, I know it's short, a shorter show today. I had to get it out. But I'll get out of here and let other people get in here. Thanks for trying to clarify that, bro. Yeah, John Ever, you're the man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the call. Really good stuff coming over from John Edward. Um, yeah, that'd be big. Yeah, Tez Walker cannot go. Uh, his eligibility denied. If he cannot play in that first game, very interesting. I mean, listen, they, they lost a lot from last year on the outside. Drake May is – I'll tell you this. Drake May is a real dude. I, I fully believe that. I think Drake May is a real dude, but he's got some questions on the outside. He's got some serious question marks on the outside, so – if Tez Walker can't go, that's that's just another one. So, getting back into your questions. Let's see. Scrolling through these. Jacob Altman talking about the offensive lineman. It's his culture he instills that makes these guys play out of their shoes in regards to guys coming from different levels, playing above their talent level. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, Austin Gregory points out of the 10 committed edge rushers in 2024, the Gamecocks have landed two of them, number one, Stewart, and number six, Gregory. Yeah, Shane Beamer recruiting well. Uh, Austin, this time next month, we will be 2-0, ranked top 20 in the country. Love to hear it. I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got South Carolina beating North Carolina. I had it back in July. I don't know that much has really changed to sway that, um, you know. TaylorMade says, Doty isn't a SEC wide receiver, Chris. TaylorMade, I'll say this. You're probably right. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you that he is, but here's a little secret. Was the carry-on joiner SEC wide receiver? I, I wouldn't say so. Not, not, a, not, a, not like a starting guy. He was a depth filler. He was in the room. But they did everything they could to get the Kevron Joyner in a position to be on the field and make some sort of impact. Now it's finally led to running back, which we hope and think is the natural fit. But, I mean, for Luke Doty, it's just he's not going to play at QB2. He's not going to play. Like, he's got a skill set. He's got athleticism. Maybe find a way to use it. I, I mean, I, I, I'm at least happy to see he's getting an opportunity to use his skill set. Because, again, I, I look at Luke Doty very similarly to how we look at the Kevron Joyner. 
I mean, Luke Doty's Dak Joyner without the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That, that's, that's all he is. It, it's kind of the same, a very similar career path. Except Luke Doty also has stayed at quarterback. That's it. But both guys have changed positions. Both guys, you know, it hasn't worked at quarterback for them. And both guys have skill sets that can help you win. But they're very similar. So I'm just happy to see Luke Doty getting a shot to do something somewhere else on the football field. Uh, Brian Dean, we know offensively UNC is going to move the ball and defensively they're not very good. I'm not sold on Gene Chizik as a defensive coordinator. With that being said, USC 31, UNC 13. So, Brian Dean, you think UNC is going to move the ball, but they're going to score 13 points. If South Carolina's defense holds UNC to 13 points, there's a lot of reason to be excited if you're a Gamecock fan, for sure. Jimmy Mendio just says, I like cigar. I like cigar too, man. I like cigar too. Cody Gaskin says, week three, we're storming the field. I hear you, Cody. I hear you, man. From your lips to God's ears. Uh, Ghostasm says, you think we'll see any double passes or trickery with having two highly rated dual threat quarterbacks in the backfield? Yeah, I think potentially so. I mean, I don't think you're going to make, we're going to make a living off trick plays, but yeah, I think, I think definitely you'll see, you're going to see South Carolina be creative. Absolutely. I think you're going to see the Gamecocks absolutely be creative this season. Yeah. Whatever it takes to move the football. So, Rowdy Rooster, don't forget Nick Gargiulo can play all five positions. Yeah. I mean, he's, he says he's got, he's got it all size, hip placement, hands, physicality, smarts, and finish. Can play all five positions, was a co-recipient of 2023 Spring Toughness Award as well. Yeah, sounds like he's the, the leader up front. Spur Daddy says, I say Gamecocks beat North Carolina 42-28, to and I agree with Austin. 2-0 top 20 team heading to Athens to play the Bulldogs. I'd put a lot of emphasis on that game in Athens. Madison says, I'm looking forward to the call-in show after game one. Do you have a name for the show? The Spurs Up Show call-in show, cock-a-doodle-doo call-in, Cox Corner call-in show, or Gamecocks end-game call-in. My two cents. Madison, it's probably just going to be the Spurs Up Show post-game call-in show. That's it, it, Just keep it simple. You know what I mean? Keep it simple. Uh, Jonathan Lee, Chris, any news on grad transfer? DN, I know buzz early in June, July. Uh, I don't see Jonathan South Carolina adding anybody. I think who you got is who you got right now. I mean, it's fall camp has literally begun, man. The time to add grad transfers in the portal, I think that time, Jonathan, I think that time has passed. So I, I don't think they'll be adding anything else, anybody else. Let's see. Lynn Turner, we have destroyed many a freshman quarterback, throwing them into the fire. I agree. I agree. And again, it's it's because. You care about Lenora Sellers if you're saying that. Like, I'd love to see Lenora Sellers evolve and grow into QB1 at South Carolina and a great player. But the way not to do that is to destroy his confidence early on by thrusting him in the fire too early. That's all I'm saying. Travi says, prove it game one. Yeah, it's a lot to prove. There's a lot to prove. Hunter Herlong says, they also haven't put on pads. Hunter, that is a great point. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And that's that's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to put my guy Bruin Nation on blast, but yeah, if you're hearing people say, hey, the offensive line's looking really good. It's like, bro, they have not even put on full pads yet. Like, they're not even, jobs aren't being won yet. There's nothing to take away 
until those pads go on. There's nothing to take away. So, Jaden Brown says, I want to see Tanner Bailey. Tanner Bailey. Okay. A Tanner Bailey sighting would be interesting. Jeff Gullich says, I know it's just a sim game, but if our defense plays like that this season, we're definitely winning seven games at least. The simulation's awesome. Chris Miller, what do you have over under passing yards, touchdowns, and INTs for Rattler? I say 31 touchdowns, 11 picks, 29 at 50 yards. Chris, I, I think Rattler hits 3,000. I, I just, man, I, he hit 3,000 last year, and the offense was terrible. I look at Rattler, this is a rough guess. I guess a rough guess. I see Spencer Rattler at 3,250 passing yards. Mm, I'll say 20, 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions. That's what I've got for Rattler this year. I think he's better. I think he's still Rattler, but I think he's better. Austin Gregory, better hop on the Gamecocks, plus three before the line moves. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Carter Bingham says, where is Robbie Davis? I have no idea. I have no clue. Steven, which DB has the most INTs this year? I'm going DQ Smith. I'm going to go DQ Smith. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, John Ever, what do they put on the pads? I would assume the next couple of days. So, Rubination, just repeating stuff Hale was saying. Got you, got you. All, I, dude, all good. I'm, I'm just saying that when they don't have pads on, man, like how much can you really do? You know what I mean? How much can you really do? Rowdy Rooster, top three favorite Gamecocks of all time. Off topic, but I had to ask. Top three favorite Gamecocks, not a specific sport. Connor Shaw, Justin Smoke, and hmm. Ronaldo Balkman. I'll touch on all the big three sports here. <clears throat> Austin Gregory, if you could have an exclusive interview with one player on the team, who would it be and why? It's got to be Spencer Rattler, Austin, because no player on this team moves the needle as much as QB1, bottom line. 
Bottom line. Um, Madison, will there be any more press conferences with Beamer and the train before kickoff? Uh, I know that the first coaches call-in show is going to take place not next week, but the following Wednesday. That Wednesday, August the 23rd, I believe, there's going to be a call-in show, a Shane Beamer call-in show that night at 6 o'clock. Um, I don't know if there's another Shane Beamer pressure. I, I'd have to look. I don't know. Chris Miller, do you think South Carolina will be favored over UNC by kickoff? I'm thinking we end up minus one and a half. Chris, I don't think so. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, if anything, dude, the line has gone from UNC at one, one and a half to three. The amount of money that would have to come in on South Carolina to sway that back is significant, like significant. So, no, I, I don't think South Carolina's favored by kickoff. I could see it getting much closer to a pick 'em, but I mean, dude, UNC's been the favorite from the jump. I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what would make that sway sway back in the other direction. I really don't. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Austin Gregory, not sure if you've been following basketball much lately. My realistic goal for us this year is to not finish last in the SEC. Curious what your goals are for this year's team. You know, I said it yesterday, Austin. I mean, not finish last would be great. Um, I would say compete to make the NIT. I, I think that's realistic, man. I think that's realistic. Steven, if you could bring back one player from the season from the 2009-12 era, who would you bring back? I, I would definitely go Marcus Lattimore. I, I, I would agree, yep. I would say Lattimore um, just because of what this team needs. If this team had an elite running back, I mean, all of a sudden, possibilities are opened up. Guys, in case you missed it, you're tuned in, you're wondering what the heck's going on. No J.C. Sherbert today. J.C. had some technical issues. He will join us tomorrow. We will double dip with the guests. We'll have J.C. on at 1245. Then Chris Marler at 115. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a jam-packed show, and I'm looking forward to it. Patton Robertson, do you think Nick will get significant reps early? I think there's a good chance. I, I do think there's a good chance he will get significant reps early. Um, I think the reps, though, will increase as we go through the season. But I think they want to get the football in Nick Harbour's hands. I think there's no question. As I've mentioned to you all before, you know, I, I love doing, obviously, the preseason content, the positioning at preview series, the breakdowns, the predictions, all that stuff. But I cannot wait for game week. And I also can't wait for game week because I, I, we've started to plan the content that we will produce during game week, and it's going to be electric, man. It's going to be the biggest and best content we've ever done with the restructuring, excuse me, restructuring a TDC. We're going to be able – to get to more than we ever have, do more than we ever have, talk about more than we ever have. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Jimmy Mendigo says, are you going to Charlotte for the game? I am not, Jimmy. I'm not going to Charlotte for the game or any game this season, for that matter, uh, because, because, number one, I will be in studio covering the game, creating content, shooting video, halftime update, postgame, all that good stuff. And then immediately following that game and every single game, we are operating the Spurs Up Show post-game call-in show from right here 
as we take your questions, comments, calls after every single South Carolina football game. And guys, I cannot wait. It is going to be absolutely electric. I like the numbers. I, I think the numbers are going to be wild because everybody wants to go somewhere to get their thoughts, their feelings, voice their opinions, celebrate what have you. And uh, so it, it's it's going to be a blast, man. Going to be great for content as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, you know, because all all we have right now, all we have right now is 107.5, the game and what they do. And number one, there's tons of ads and it's very filtered. This is going to be a completely unfiltered, raw, unedited, just go. Like the, the whole point of the show is not really even me giving my takeaways, just letting you guys call in and just have at it, man. And I'll react to whatever y'all have to say. So it's, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. But no, Jimmy, I will not be at that game or any game this season. You know, I've, I've mentioned this before, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really am. I'm looking forward to it. You know, going to the games has been a lot of fun. The tailgate's been a blast selling merchandise. But, you know, I'm to a point now, I've got people, we've got people who are going to be selling our merchandise on hand at every single home football game this season. So the merch is taken care of. The only other purpose of a tailgate would be, I guess, just to meet and greet and shake hands and conversate and what have you, which is awesome, but not necessary. And then being in stadium for the game, guys, when you do what I do and you're not just watching the game, drinking beers, going crazy, like you're trying to give in-game analysis and opinions and, in you know, give different views of the ball game, there is literally no advantage to being in stadium. I'd actually say it's a disadvantage, truly, you want my honest opinion. It's a disadvantage for what I do. So with that being said, we will not be in we will not be in stadium. We will not be, you know, in Charlotte or Columbia, whatever, but we will be in the Big Cock Club Discord, hanging out, operating, going to be a fantastic time. I'll be more involved with the Discord than I have ever been previously. And I'll be able to, guys, I, like I'm so excited for week one. I'm so excited to wake up. I've already pictured it in my mind. That first Saturday, Carolina kicks off 7.30 in Charlotte. Wake up that Saturday. It's at 7 a.m. Make my coffee. Go upstairs to the studio. Sit down. Grab the remote. Cut on the TV. Enjoy college game day. And watch college football all day long. I, I can't wait for it, guys. I grew up watching college football that way with my grandfather. You know, we didn't go to a ton of games. We went to a few, but we didn't go to a ton. But I, I would go to my grandfather's and get there early in the morning and watch college game day. And again, we would watch the noon game, the three thirty game, the seven game, the seven thirty. The I, I didn't even watch the Pac twelve game, the the ten thirty game. Of course, we'd watch South Carolina whenever they they fell in that schedule. But I can't wait, man. And obviously, guys, you know I'm leaning into much more SEC content, all-encompassing content for the SEC. Much more of that than I ever had before. And we're going to talk more SEC than I ever had before. So I'm excited to not just watch South Carolina, but watch all of the SEC games as well. And yes, I see you, Brendan. Will see Philly be more involved in the Discord than he is during TDC? That's the question. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, Brendan. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> You'll get a full dose of my slap dickery every single Saturday in the Big Cock Club Discord. Going to be a lot of fun. 
Cox by one says, how long will the post-game call-in show be? Some folks may need 10 hours of therapy. I'll tell you this, Cox by one. I'm planning on not going longer than an hour. I think an hour is plenty. I think an hour is plenty. Honestly, an hour might be a little bit much. I think 30 minutes, I think 30 minutes we can knock it out. Um, if we need an hour, it, it's, I'll take it this Cox by one. It's, it's really going to, that's really going to be determined by like what the audience is like. It, it's going to determine the audience is going to determine that if we got, if we just got calls rolling in, Hey, we'll keep it rolling for an hour. If we need more, God forbid, maybe we'll go more, but it'll be determined off just what, what the audience is like. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Hunter. Hunter, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, man. What about you? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? Um, yeah, so uh, I, I have a question. So what yeah. do you think about Kentucky? How do you think they're going to do uh, this year? Because I know a lot of people uh, saying, like, you know, obviously they're probably joking around and stuff on social media and about Kentucky and all. And they think that uh, – I. Sometimes I, I can't tell if they're serious or not because the way Kentucky played last year and lose to Bandy. And they actually think they're champion contenders. So I, I, I want to get your thought on that. Yeah, Hunter, it's a good question. I, I would not call Kentucky a SEC East contender by any means. But, I'm, I mean, I'm high on Kentucky. And I know some folks don't like to hear me say that. But uh, I'm high on Kentucky. I, I am. I think Kentucky, with the return of Leon Cohen at OC, Devin Leary at the quarterback position, they improved the offensive line. Through the transfer portal, picking up guys from Alabama, Southern Cal, amongst a host of others. And you believe they will be better on the offensive front because that's been the staple under Mark Stoops. They've been physical, both offensively and defensively. Their wide receiver room is the best they've maybe ever had with Barry and Brown and Dane Key leading the way. Both guys were fantastic last year. So I think there's a lot of reason to believe that they're going to be much, much better on the offensive side than defensively. I think it's just going to be smash mouth Kentucky. I mean, they've got Octavius Oxendine up front and that in, in, in the interior there. They feel good about that. Uh, they've got some questions on the defensive side for sure, but I think Kentucky's going to improve. And, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The offensive line was abysmal when they won seven games last year, and they lost to Vanderbilt. So, yeah. I think Kentucky, I, I think they're an eight-win, maybe a nine-win team. I, I really believe they're, they're, they're right there in that middle of the pack with South Carolina, Kentucky. You want to throw Tennessee in there, although I think they're – kind of solidified in that number two spot. Uh, but Tennessee, you know, Missouri as well. I think they're one of those middle-of-the-pack teams that, you know, could go six and six, could go nine and three. But I put Kentucky at the more likely winning eight or nine games this year. I, I really believe that the the combo of Leary and Coham, uh, I, I, I believe in that duo. And, you know, I, I think Kentucky is going to be much improved in the offensive line. I think that's going to lead to much better results. And, dude, also their schedule. Their schedule sets up beautifully. They're going to start 4-0, most likely 5-0. Like, like they're going to be in the best possible position of all the teams I've mentioned, of Carolina, Mizzou, Tennessee, and then Kentucky. Their schedule probably shakes out the best to win eight or nine games of all those teams. So, unfortunately, Hunter, I do think Kentucky is going to be solid this year. Yeah, plus, we got the the advantage. They're coming to our house, you know. So we, we we definitely got the advantage on that part. Um, and I've and got and I've got I'm South Carolina beating Kentucky. I, I've actually got Kentucky going eight and four, okay. but I've got South Carolina beating Kentucky at home, going seven and five, 
four and four in SEC play, so finishing ahead of Kentucky. But I, you know, I, I'd say this: I think Kentucky's going to be a good team. I understand Vanderbilt got them, all that, whatever. But this, yeah. you know, to the to the to the to the angst of Gamecock Nation, this is not the Kentucky of old, man. Mark Stoops has done an incredible job there. Uh, th- this is not a Kentucky program. I think is going to go away. I think Kentucky football. This is again, it's not old school Kentucky football. This is they're a good program. They, they are a good program, a good team, and. I know that's maddening yeah, for Gamecock fans, but it's just – it's something you have to accept. Yeah, no, I, no, you made a good point on that. Yeah. Um, that's all I need, man. I appreciate it. Hunter, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I don't look at Kentucky as an SEC East contender, man. I, I think Georgia is just – I think they're head and shoulders by everybody else. And I know, you know, our guy Cody Gaskins, we were having a – you know, and I, and I like the – we both like the back and forth and what have you. We, we like the uh, the banter, if you will. But uh, Cody Gaskins is convinced that South Carolina is beating Georgia in week three. And, you know, listen, man, I, I just – I got to see it, man. I, I I understand that that uh, 2019 happened, but 2019 was a miracle, man. It was a flat-out miracle. So you're banking on a miracle. You're banking on another miracle to happen. For South Carolina to go beat them, I, I don't see it, man. I, I don't see it. Georgia won that game last year, forty-eight to seven. It could have been sixty-eight to seven. Could have been eighty-eight to seven. It, I mean, it wasn't even a competitive game. It was embarrassing. It was an embarrassment at Willie B. I got to see South Carolina compete with Georgia. I got to see South Carolina make it a fourth quarter game before I say they're going to win the game. And, and you guys know my prediction. I mean, I've already been very blunt about it. I think forty-one to ten. I don't think it's a question of can South Carolina win. I think it's a question of how many times does South Carolina cross the 50. I, I just don't – I don't think South Carolina's there in the trenches, guys, to give Georgia a fit. I, I really don't. I really don't. So, I guess I'll be the doom and gloom slapdick Gamecock, but I also might be the right Gamecock. I don't know. We'll see. I've given – and the other thing is this, too. I've given, I've given South Carolina, over the last couple of years, way too much credit going into that Georgia game. I picked, like – you know, last year I picked – 38 to 24 or something like that, or a, a nice close back and forth ball game. Until I see it, this game is a blowout until proven otherwise. That, that, that's it. It's a blowout until I see different. I, I mean, so. Austin Gregory says, I wagered $100 on South Carolina plus 30 at UGA. Chris proceeded to pick Georgia to win by 31. Austin, where are you getting Carolina plus 30 at right now? Where are you getting that plus 30 at? That's a hell of a spread if that's a real spread right now. Austin Gregory, Kentucky's O-line was worse than ours last year. You're high on theirs, low on ours. Our portal additions were similar. Why the stark difference? They brought in two three-star interior offensive linemen, and that's it. Yeah, Austin, they brought in two guys from Southern Cal and Alabama. Also, Austin, you know why they get the benefit of the doubt? Because that was a one-off in an otherwise strong unit for Mark Stoops. They're traditionally very good on the offensive line. Like, very good. Time and time again. They run the football. They're smash mouth. They punch in mouth. That's why they've beaten the Gamecocks. They've won at the point of attack. They had one bad year on the offensive line, and they added a pair of power five guys up front. I like their portal additions more. And again, I think Mark Stoops, his track record, that gives me more reason to believe they get the offensive line fixed. Simple as that. Simple as that, my guy. It's simple as that. 
Grant Neesmith says, you may have talked about this already. I just jumped in. What are your thoughts about UNC star transfer receiver Tez Walker being ruled ineligible? It's, that's a huge loss. I mean, that's a, that's a that's a major loss for UNC, man, because obviously Drake may, um, you know, Drake may losing a couple of his top weapons from last year. That's a big loss for them. That was, that's a big loss for them for sure. Yeah, we'll talk more about it in depth. Uh, you know, I think what happened is they are trying to they're trying to cut down on the transfers and stuff. So, so guys, if you transfer, you know, to a third school, you got to sit out. Like you're not eligible. So, but it sounds like he transferred right before that rule was made. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see if they, you know, if if they get it fixed or or, or you know turned in their favor or whatever. But that'd be a big loss. That'd be a big loss. Austin Gregory, they say home field advantage is worth three points in betting. Do you think UNC minus three is a result of the game being played in Charlotte? I think it's a neutral site. I, I think they're labeling that Austin as a neutral site. I mean, dude, there's probably going to be more Gamecocks than there are North Carolina fans. I I know they split the tickets 50-50, but I, I think there's going to be a lot of South Carolina people at that game. So, no, I, I don't think they factor that as a home game for, for North Carolina. I don't think so. I don't think so. Taylor May, don't sleep on Georgia having to travel to Knoxville. That'll be an interesting game. Yeah, for sure. The two games on Georgia's schedule that give me pause, at Auburn and at Tennessee. I think Ole Miss could be a weird game. I don't think Ole Miss will win, but it could be a weird game. Madison says, well, I can't wait for the call-in show. New format, new outlet. It's what we needed for a great fan base. Finally, finally, finally. Glad you were at the helm. Hey, Madison, I appreciate you. I can't wait either. It's going to be a good time. Uh, where's the merch tent going to be, Jimmy? I will let you all know. Trust me. I will let you all know. <clears throat> Austin Gregory, I, I don't know how they split the tickets. I don't know if they just allot a certain number to each fan base. I, You know, Austin, I have no idea. That's, I'm, but I'm sure they do. Yeah. Austin Miller, the stadium's 30 minutes closer to the Gamecocks in North Carolina. Yeah, that's that's the interesting part, right? It's actually closer to South Carolina than it is in North Carolina. So, if it's a home game for anybody, it's probably a home game for Carolina. Has anybody watched Untold Johnny Football yet? Anybody watched that yet? I am very excited. I think we're going to watch it in the Big Cock Club Discord later today. So, very excited for it. Looking forward to it. And then next week, I believe it's next week. I think the 15th or the 22nd. I think it's the 15th, though. We get Swamp Kings. I think next week is when we get Swamp Kings. So, Or is that the 22nd? I, I can't remember. I cannot remember. Yes, everybody reacting to the Tez Walker news. We have seen it. Uh, Cox by one. I promise not to bug you if QB1 drops in Garnet. Let me know. QB, uh, Cox by one. I'm all over my merch guy. I'm all over my merch guy. I'm all over him. So, doing the very best I can to get him to upload these products and 
you know, he's busy, but I'm all over him. Trust me, I'm reminding him every single day about this merch. Flor- uh, Jacob Altman, which game would you ever ha- rather have this year, Florida or Mizzou? I'm going to go Florida. I, Jacob, I know people are going to disagree, but here's the thing. We lost to Mizzou last year and had a good season. If you lose to Mizzou on the road this year, you can still win seven games. You lose to Florida at home, a trash Florida team, a, a, a Florida team that's probably not going to be very good. I just, I, I don't know how you overcome that. A home loss to Florida. I I don't know, man. CCM, should we bring back the gray uniforms? I say no. I'm out on the gray unis. I'm not a, not a, not a big... Not a big fan of the great unis. Uh, Austin Lewis, it's on Netflix, the Johnny Menzel thing. So, The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Uh, let's see. Brandon Marcello upset at the decision. Upset at the decision to, to deny Tez Walker. It'll be interesting to see if they can get that reversed. Really, truly. Guys, cannot wait. Cannot wait for kickoff. Looking forward to it. Uh, Game Fanatic, guess the uniform for week one. I believe South Carolina's the home team, yes? If that's the case, we're going to go black, garnet, garnet. There's there's no way we don't. There's no way South Carolina will not go black, garnet, garnet. I think even if they're not the home team, man, why why don't they do what they did back in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl and both teams wear their home uniforms? I think that would be cool. I think that would be very cool. But I think it's going to be black, garnet, garnet. I do. Uh, assuming Carolina is the home team. I think Carolina is the home team. I believe that's the case. So, it feels weird, guys, doing a two-hour TDC. I've gotten so used to the three hours. Two hours honestly feels short, which is crazy to say, but it really does feel short. So, in case you missed it, guys, of course, no J.C. Sherwood in the second hour. Uh, We're going to close this thing up at 2 o'clock. Tomorrow, we'll double dip with guests. J.C. Sherbert at 1245. 
and Chris Marler at 115. Looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun, a jam-packed show, and appreciate you guys rolling with the punches. Rebecca says, how many days till football? 25. 25 days, Rebecca, till football. Robbie Davis, so ready for Gamecocks football. Beamer ball to the moon. Beamer ball to the moon, indeed, Robbie. I'm excited, man. I, like I said, I, I love doing the the preseason content, the position of previews. It's a lot of fun for sure, and it's it's you know it's it's even more fun this year because of the way we're doing content now. You know, before I look back and my goodness, how inefficient we were with content in regards to you know, doing the podcast separate, like it isn't all one thing. Uh, you know, we'd come on TDC, no plan, no script, no notes, no nothing. And I kind of felt like we were kind of just sitting here staring at each other, just like, okay, like, what do we talk about now? What do we talk about now? So, you know, we're doing a much better job in regards to providing valuable content and information and more entertaining content uh, in lieu of that, in light of that. But I cannot wait for kickoff, man. Getting to game week, it's going to be so much fun. Um, the hype, the anticipation, I mean, it's going to be just electric. So, can't wait. Cannot wait for it. Guys, 843-790-3377. The phone lines are still open. 843-790-3377. You're more than welcome to call in. We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts, everything. A very busy day. We've got fall camp intel. We got Tez Walker being denied by the NCAA. UNC taking a hit. Game day quickly approaching. South Carolina, North Carolina in Charlotte very soon. I'm going to give our guy Austin Gregory a little bit of grief here because I was just thinking about this during the break, how funny it was that basically he was begging me for mercy when it comes to the offensive line. Talking about show the big ugly some love. It's easy to be critical. Everybody who covers us is being critical. Let's focus on the positives. The only thing I promise to be is fair. And by the way, Austin, I know where you were coming from. I know where you were coming from. But the only thing I ever promise to be is fair. You know, I, I'm not going to be someone. I, I don't. And, you know, but that that message made it feel like like I'm 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 mean or I'm overly negative or I'm overly mean to the position group. So like, am I mean? Like, it, it, do y'all feel like I'm mean? Am I overly harsh? I mean, I again, I I really just try to be fair. I'm not going to sunshine pump and look at it with garnet glasses and blow smoke up your ass. But I'm also not going to take unnecessary shots. I, I'm I'm not gonna you know, bury a group or bury the team or or be unfair in that manner by being overly negative and overly pessimistic. I I do my very best to be fair. To be fair, that's it. And as I've mentioned before, I think I'd be insulting your intelligence if I was not fair to you. If I felt like, well, you know, I, I don't want their feelings to get hurt. Let me let me bump this up a grade or two so so that you know they don't they don't get their feathers ruffled. Like I you guys can handle our audience can handle, you know, critical analysis and, and banter and discussion. And so that's that's the thing I'll say this. That's the thing you have to recognize. And I, I know like Luke RJ raised an eyebrow at the at the tight end grades. Guys, this is a grading scale comparing you with all your peers in the SEC, where an A is truly an A. Like A is elite. A is an elite. Okay. It's elite. 
F is bottom of the barrel. But like a one's really a one and a 10 is really a 10. Not everybody gets a 10. Not everybody gets a nine. You see what I'm saying? So it's like not everybody gets an A. Very few get an A. B is still pretty damn good. C plus. So when I gave the tight ends a C plus, I wasn't saying they were horrific. They're middle of the pack. They're middle of the pack. I mean, it's so you got to understand, like when the grades are happening, we're grading on a true A through F scale. We're not grading on a well, you know, the, the worst, the worst unit in the SEC is a C. Like, no, we're not doing that. We're, we're that's not how we operate. It's not how we operate. Austin said, I just wanted to know what could be the strengths. We all know the weaknesses. Everyone points them out. Wasn't saying you were mean. <laughs> I know. Just, just wanted a different perspective than what we had been. I feel like I tried to provide that also. I feel like I tried to provide that with all of these. I mean, I've mentioned many times with every position group that this is a group that could finish above its ranking. There's talent. There's potential. You know, we talk Nick Gargiulo. We talk about you know, some new blood being in the room. I mean, so you you tell me. You tell me. And I, I just do my very best to to keep it fair and call it as I see it. And obviously, again, not sugarcoat it. But uh, Austin Gregory didn't want you to say they're going to be something they're not. Just wanted to hear what it what it could. What could we hang our hats on with this group? I hear you. Spur Daddy. Thanks, Chris, for not sugarcoating things. Tell us the facts and let the boys go play and then we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Travis Allen, late today, been under the weather. Hope everyone has a great day. Travis, I hope you feel better, my friend. Great to see you and hear from you. Yeah, and again, we'll get into this more tomorrow, but I mean, I would say this. The reality of the offensive line is it's a group, and you can look at this two different ways, by the way. You can look at it two different ways because this is a group that returns exactly 47 Less starts, excuse me, actually, how many, let's see, 86 starts back this year. You had 132, I think, back last. Okay, whatever, just under 50. Either way, you can look at it one of two ways. This offensive line unit returns around 50 less starts than it had a season ago. Now, there are two different ways to look at that. You can say, man, we returned 50 less starts from a group that gave up 31 sacks and finished outside of the top 100 in rushing offense. We're going to be even worse. Or you can look at it as South Carolina returns just under 50 less starts from a season ago. Maybe some new blood in the room helps this group produce results much better than last year. Maybe there's some addition by subtraction with all due respect to some of those other guys who left. So there are multiple ways to look at it. Which way will be correct? We shall see. But there are multiple ways to look at that. Just because you have less starts back doesn't mean or define you're going to be worse in this season so there you go Austin there's your there's your uh 
there's your perspective. So, I mean, I, again, I think there's multiple ways to look at it. I really do. I mean, maybe Nick Gar- maybe Nick Gargiulo's all SEC. Maybe Jackson Hughes is is much better than we anticipate. Maybe you know, I mean, maybe so, maybe so. CCM, Chris, you're gonna have to find some joy. I hear you. I hear you. Brennan M in our Discord. That's his response to literally everything. I wouldn't be surprised if Brennan M sits at work and his boss says, hey, Brendan, do this. This wasn't good enough. He says, find some joy. You know what I mean? Like, I, that would not shock me, to be honest with you. It would not shock me. Brendan M is the king of find some joy. That's all that man does is find joy. I don't know if there's a more joyous Gamecock fan. Then bring it in. Full of joy. Full of joy. Guys, what a show today, man. What a show. This, this show, flew, I, like I told you, like we've been doing three-hour TDCs for a little bit now. Like this two-hour TDC just flew by. I mean, flew by. So, again, I appreciate you guys rolling with the punches. Tomorrow's show will be jam-packed with J.C. Sherbert at 1245, Chris Marler, at 115. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Double dipping with the guests. And of course, Mark Ryan on Thursday, Jake Crane on Friday. And we continue along with the position unit preview series. Going to be a lot of fun for sure. Rebecca, what's going on? Appreciate you tuning in, Rebecca. What's up? Read my comment. Rebecca, what is your comment? Did I miss it? Your comment is, oh, Rebecca says, Chris, are you coming to the South Carolina-Tennessee game in Knoxville? I am not. I am not, Rebecca. I talked earlier. I am not. Um, we'll be doing, we'll, cre- we'll be creating content, covering the games from inside the studio, and then, of course, hosting our post-game call-in show. KFC in Africa. If we don't have Rattler under center, he can find targets in two to three seconds, and then it will take away from the O-line issues. KFC, that's a great point. And again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Is Dowell Loggins able to scheme around it? That's the big question. Can he scheme around it? Offensive line, even if it's better than we anticipate, it's not going to be great. And there's going to be times where the offensive line just doesn't have a good game. How is South Carolina able to maintain offensive production while being deficient up front? That's the question. Guys, we've hit 2 o'clock. Hey, thank you all so much, man. Appreciate y'all. Be sure hit that subscribe button on YouTube, the bell icon, so you get notifications when we drop video content, whether it be live video, other video. Be sure to do that. Also, hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us there at the Spurs Up Show. We drop daily podcasts Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Guys, in the meantime, hey, appreciate you all. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.